0: Welcome to the 20-Minute Runner Podcast. I can Run and race through the Piedmont region of North Carolina and beyond using the chi running method. My goal is to encourage, inspire, and perhaps instruct you. Thank you for listening, and as always, thanks for sharing some of the road with me. My name is Roland, and I am the 20-minute runner. Just keep microphone here just a minute and give you a little update on where i am and what's happening welcome to episode 102 of the podcast i am presently about uh 140 miles 45 miles maybe maybe 50 from home from thomasville and uh Today is uh, Friday. Let's see, Friday, February twenty-first, twenty fourteen, and it is presently one57 p.m. As I said on this Friday afternoon, and I am actually uh, heading home from Thomasville to Wallace. I just stopped at a rest stop. Located between Spivey's Corner and Harold's Store on Highway 421, which that probably doesn't mean much to you, but uh, we have been through a tremendous, I have been through a tremendous amount of bad weather as we've been driving home. Uh, it was raining when I left home. It's been raining the whole trip. At least twice I had to pull off of the side of the road. I've run my flashers a couple of times. And when I stopped at this rest stop, went into the restroom, and the only lights on were the emergency lights. So I'm sure that this area, the rest stop, which is a fairly rural area, maybe some folks that live nearby, they may be without power right now, but I talked with my mom about uh, an hour and a half ago. I stopped for lunch at Wendy's, had a chili and a Diet Coke and three packs of crackers. <laughs> and. Uh, it was raining so hard and the wind blowing so hard, I had to sit in the Wendy's parking lot after I got done eating and got back to the car to, uh, to wait for a few minutes. So uh, be that as it may, we're on the way home. We're now moving. And uh, so I'm planning to be home tonight and come back to Thomasville on Saturday, the 22nd of February. And probably will stay and eat some lunch and then head back after lunch. I have not been home since Christmas, so it's been a couple of months. And my mother is wanting to see me and I want to see her as well. Uh, She does not do as well as she used to physically. She just really has some issues being able to get around. She has arthritis in her back. And I know the last time I was home, she had arthritis, uh, the arthritis in her hands that day, that, that couple of days was so bad that I had to help her button her buttons, things like that. And she's also struggling a little bit uh, mentally. <clears throat> so, you know, I need to get home and see her as often as I can. And I wish it were more often, but unfortunately, living 180 miles away, it's just not possible to get there, especially with the work I do and all of that, as often as maybe I would like. But I do try to get home six or seven times a year. Uh, right now, it is not raining, but uh, drizzling a little bit. And this is the clearest not clear because it's totally overcast but this is the clearest that it's been for probably the last 20 minutes really the first part of my trip uh, and I've driven as I said maybe 140 miles that uh, maybe 45 that we have not had a uh, steady rain if not a torrential downpour with wind blowing and I have seen a lot of debris on the road, I've seen tree limbs, a couple of big limbs, I've seen lightning multiple times, and the wind is still blowing. Even as I'm driving, I can feel it moving the car. I did reset the microphone on my recorder, the setting on the recorder itself to uh, low sensitivity. The factory setting or default setting was medium, and to me it just sounds like that uh, whenever I am recording, especially on the run with the mic in my cap, the bill of my cap, facing toward my forehead. It just seems like it's a little bit too loud and too overwhelming. Uh, This recorder, though, does record at 192 bits, kilobits or whatever. So that is a fairly high-quality mp3 recording, and of course whenever I put it back on Audacity and uh, 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 convert it to all of the uh, the uh, digital media that I'm using when I convert it back to an MP3 as a whole for one final MP3 of the entire program. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going back to 128 kilobytes or if it, you know, if I've got it set on a higher setting. Of course, if it's set on a higher setting of kilobytes per second, uh, what that means is that the quality of the audio will be increased. However, it also takes up more memory. So if you download the show, it's going to be have more megabytes. Right now it runs anywhere from, I don't know, uh, 30 to as many as close to 60 megabytes, depending on how long the program is. So I, obviously as I'm putting this out, when I recorded this, I don't know if the mic sensitivity is going to be better. But what I do plan to do is to go home and visit with her. We are going to run uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, planning to go four miles in Wallace. I may or may not record that run, but when I come back on uh, after the non-running audio, I will give you an identification of whether that run was actually uh, on the 22nd of February or it could be uh, later into uh, next week because this show will not come out this weekend. It will actually be out toward the very end of the month, so we may or may not record, although uh, I already know what my main discussion is going to be, and we'll talk about that later. But anyway, thanks for being here. Uh, this is episode 102 of the 20-Minute Runner podcast. And, of course, uh, my name is Roland, your host, uh, the producer, director, uh, scriptwriter. <laughs> Everything that goes into this show I am doing, and if I have any help from anyone else as far as contributing uh, any media right now, that mainly consists of music and or sound effects. Uh, I will include that in the show notes, and I thank those folks as well. But... Uh, it's pretty much a one-man deal, but we're glad to have you here, and uh, we will be right back. Stay tuned. Okay, we are home. I'm getting out of the car, parking in the carport, a little metal shelter that my late stepfather had put up, and um, I didn't tell you, but I did bring a tree Uh My crabapple has put out for the third time a small tree, and I have brought the tree for my sister. Wrapped it in some newspaper, watered it down, put a garbage bag on it, and uh, I'm gonna put it here under the carport. I was scared to death to dig it up because I thought it was gonna bother my back. And uh, fortunately it did not, so my back is improving. So we're gonna greet our mother. Hello! No, it's a tree. Yeah, let me get my drink. It's a tree. Yeah, my it's a crabapple.
1: Oh, that's right. You told me
0: you was gonna Yeah. I was bringing it to Carol Ann, so I told her I'd put it under your car you just up my Hey, house.
1: Mm, how are you? Pretty good. How about you? I
0: love you.
1: Love you, too. <laughs> love, you, love you
0: more <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding you I, I had to pull over twice and stop and I ran my flashers two or three different times and I stopped at the rest stop between, I'll come on 421 I stopped at the rest stop between Clinton and actually it's was on this side of Clinton and I went in and the restroom was almost totally dark there was two emergency lights so they were without power but it's been some of the heaviest hardest blowing rain I have ever dealt with.
1: It's rain ever
0: not like that. Yeah, well it's coming. I think I got on inside of it and I rode with it most of the way and then I've just gotten ahead of it the last hour or so and so it's coming.
1: It rains
0: nothing, it Yeah. Have you heard from any of the crowd or are we gonna go eat? Or
1: I haven't heard
0: Yeah, she told me about that. She's got the same thing Sadie's got, evidently, where uh, burning mouth syndrome. She told me that was what it was, and I said, wow, that's really helpful. They tell you your mouth is burning, that's your problem. Yeah, like I didn't know that.
1: Hey, boo. Hey, boo. Hey, buddy.
0: Hey, buddy. How are you? How are you? Uh, he is a pretty black cat, isn't he? Yeah. Well, we may or may not go tonight. We might just go eat barbecue tomorrow. If it gets as rough as they say it's going to. We'll... Although I haven't been to Holland Shelter to eat seafood in good grief. It's been years. Carol said something about going tomorrow, and I said, well, that's headed in the opposite direction. You know, you're down outside of Burgall.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, anyway. Well, did Sammy say anything about going, or? Yeah,
1: you know, he said they would go. But Sandra can't go. She's got to stay with her mom. A rat caught a her, uh, Dana, his wife, was doing skiing, and Sandra's mom had to step there with her last night.
0: What kind of skiing?
1: Like, you know, mountains.
0: And- oh, snow skiing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, they were going, I don't know where today or last time. Okay. Sandra was going to have to stay with her. Well. But Oscar's
0: home. Is he? Was he going to go with Sammy to eat or? Yeah,
1: we go.
0: Okay. Well. Did they say anything about what time?
1: It's mighty un- un- uh,
0: unplanned. Yeah.
1: Well, we planned, but then. If the weather's going to
0: be really bad, I don't want to go to you. Well, no. What's it calling for here? Same thing it
1: is for you. Have you got that thing on your, where you can see the
0: weather? Well, I mean, I've got my nook. I can check the weather on it, but i got to have Internet. Oh, of course, you got satellite TV. It'll tell you the weather. Uh-huh. So, but anyway, well, we'll do whatever we need to do.
1: I'll just don't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, if we don't go there, we'll go to the Pink Supper House tomorrow and eat barbecue. Hey, buddy. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hello. Hello. How Hello, are you? This is Kylie, right? Yep. Kylie, who are you?
1: I'm your niece.
0: Right. Who's your daddy?
1: Delwood Rayner. Who is he? He's, he works at the Bryan Center in Keynesville.
0: Okay, he's my brother. Uh, How old are you? 12. Where do
1: you go to school? Charity Middle School.
0: Is there anything you'd like to tell my listeners? Listen
1: to my Uncle Roland.
0: (laughs) Why should they do that?
1: Because it's good.
0: (laughs) All right, Kylie, you're going to have to listen to episode 102 to hear yourself.
1: (laughs) Goodbye.
2: Well, hey there, Roland. It's your uh, good buddy, Coach Jeff from uh, down under here in brisbane australia and uh man i just wanted to uh get in touch and say congratulations on uh well episode 100 man i've uh just finished listening to both uh, both episode 100 and 101 as uh, i walked along heading towards the gym and uh buddy I just want to say congratulations for, uh, well, getting back on the horse and uh, knocking out some more shows. It is just such a pleasure to have you back in my ears as we, uh, as I throw my can into the bin, uh, to have you back in my ears as, uh, as I'm doing you know my runs and rides and training and walking places. It's just so good to have you back on the air, and uh, well done on 100 shows, man. That is a, uh, that is a real benchmark, and, uh, man, I've enjoyed each and every one of them. And uh, don't worry about the show being too long. It was, uh, it was just perfect, man. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, listening in episode uh, 101, as uh, just you and one car on a wide open road came close to each other, it just goes to show, man, that we are absolutely worlds apart. We're on the other side of the globe to you. And we have exactly the same problems. Just the uh, Sunday before last, Mrs. Coach and I were out doing our Sunday long run. And uh, we're on this uh, sort of a backcountry road and uh, a two-lane country road, plenty of room, miles and miles of room and a big wide shoulder and uh, Mrs. Coach and I were running not on the shoulder but off the shoulder on the grass beside the road and uh, this car still had the need to buzz by right against the shoulder and the white line on the side of the road and uh, man, you just, you just have to wonder why do people do that, do they get really you know that bent out of shape that we're out there you know, getting our miles in—it just—it uh, never ceases to amaze me. But just goes to show, man, other side of the globe, and we have exactly the same problems going on here. So, uh, I think the best thing we can do, man, is we just keep out there and keep getting our miles in, and uh, and uh, just ignore those flips that uh, that do those sorts of things. It Was also great to hear uh, the snow under your feet. Uh, we are really struggling with hot weather here in Brisbane at the moment. It's been. Uh, Constantly up around, you know, sort of 30 to 35 degrees Celsius. So uh, I guess that's around about 90 to 95 degrees Fahrenheit in uh, in your language. And uh, really high humidity, so it's been very, very sticky getting the training done. And it was very refreshing to hear that uh, water running down the drains and the snow under your feet as you got your miles in. So, uh, man, keep up the great work. I just uh, absolutely love what you do. I love to hear you out there on the roads getting your miles in. It keeps all of us company as we get along so uh man keep up the great work and uh he's looking forward to another 100 shows and uh this is your good buddy coach jeff from brisbane saying bye bye for now
0: I want to thank Coach Jeff for sending me that very special uh, MP3. I really appreciate that, Jeff, and uh, your support and encouragement through this process has been more than you have ever known or will ever know. And if I ever get to Australia, I would love to finally meet you face-to-face. It would be one of the biggest honors of my life. So thank you, Jeff, and thank you for your podcasts, uh, plural, for the many you do. I'm going notice now you've picked up boxing as one of your podcasts. You've got a running podcast um, as well as others, and uh, I just appreciate what you do so very, very much. And I know you're you're reaching out for some financial support as well. Your show obviously reached reaches tens of thousands of listeners uh, a month, which I heard you mention recently. So uh, we want to support you the best that we can, and thank you, Jeff, for that as well, I also received um, a message from Dawn Mote, who basically said about the song that we use for the podcast, Running by the Jefferson, which is also an Australian band, by the way. Uh, She says, I love that song. Thanks for the link and the podcast. And the link for the song, as well as the YouTube video of the song, is in the show notes each and every show. And I did get a message as well, another message from uh, the Jefferson, the group. And they said, thanks for using our Music Mate and getting it out there. If there's anywhere you can add our Facebook URS, that would be great. Thanks. And their Facebook page is facebook.com slash thejeffersonband, slash thejeffersonband. And I did want to mention as well that we are still working on the Podbean uh Dot .com Page cleaning that up. There are now no updates on the Blogspot page, although all of the audio will still be available for every show in the player at the top of the Blogspot page. But go to the 20 minute runner.podbean.com for all the most recent and uh, um, up to date, so to speak, information podcast episodes, information that I've posted for show notes, things like that will be at the Podbean page and not at the Blogspot page. And I wanted to mention as well that we are getting listeners from uh, many parts of the world and of course I rarely, I think one other episode of the past 100 plus that we've done I've mentioned, but I did want to give a shout out to the various countries that I know are listening because I can go to the Podbean page, log into my account and check. Of course, um, many from the United States, some from Canada, some from Australia, more than one, the Netherlands, uh, let's see, Denmark, um, the, uh, let's see, Qatar, Ireland, um, and it seems like there are a couple more that I'm not seeing at the moment, but I just want to say thanks to all of our listeners throughout the world, and I would love to have an email from you if you're listening to the program or send me a WAVE or MP3 file such as uh, Jeff did, MP4, which is what he sent. We were able to convert it for the show. Send me an audio um, message if you'd like, and I will be glad to include that. I'd be thrilled to do that, and you can send that too. 20 runner at gmail.com or if you just want to say hello or have any comments, questions, ideas for topics for the show, I certainly uh, would love to have that as well. I think what I'm going to do now is we're going to get right into a five-mile run and we'll pick it up into the run and I do have a topic for today that I want to address in detail as well as a couple of other things I want to mention before we get into the topic and uh, what you do want to hear not only about the main topic, but a couple of things I need to share with you as well. So please listen up for the next few minutes. Uh, We will close the program uh, with an extended segment of running uh, the last couple three miles of a five-mile run. And i got some things I want to share with you. And our topic today, the main topic, is why you need to rest through training and why recovery time is important. And we're going to address that. And I've got a couple of other items I want to share with you as well that I think you'll be excited about. So thanks for listening. And again, you're listening to episode 102 of the 20 Minute Runner podcast. Mm. I'm back, it's obvious that uh, this is being recorded while I am not running, uh, even though I have been running. But uh, due to some weather issues, and due to the fact that the last run I recorded on basically what I'm going to share with you now was uh, recorded partly, and then the battery went dead, so I did not get to finish it. So, technical difficulties are going to lead me to go ahead and record. And share with you the topic for today and a couple of other interesting things that I want you to be aware of. I'll record uh, that, give that to you at the end of the podcast. So we will finish up uh, by recording uh, now. And next time we're together, I would assume that most of that podcast, episode 103, will be on the road. And by then we should be running uh, six miles um, without much problem, hopefully. I have been having an issue with my back, and I've been working on that by uh, doing some strengthening exercises. I had mentioned this I think an episode or two ago, and related <clears throat> excuse me, to my back, it's been mainly lower back pain. I have consistently been doing uh, curls and butterfly sit-ups and push-ups. And also, have just recently added. I noticed on my Runner's World, Runner's World calendar this month, the uh, clamshells, where you lay on your side and you pull your knees up towards your chest, with your uh, hand resting on your head, so you're leaning on your elbow, and you basically tighten your abs, which is a good part, a good thing to do every time you do these types of exercises. And you slowly open your legs and you close them back together. You pull your knees apart, pull them back together, and you do that slowly for 20 sets with your abdomen tightened. And then you turn over on the other side and repeat the process. That is for the glutes, which basically are your butt muscles. And so for what I'm doing for the exercises, that means that I am now strengthening my abs I'm strengthening the uh, muscles on the sides of my hips toward the front, and I don't know the name of that. I could have checked before I gave this information. And then doing the glutes on the back. And I think if I can find one other good exercise for the lower back muscles, um, which I have been looking into that, and I've done a couple of things, but I haven't nailed it down. I think if I can do crunches, butterfly uh, sit-ups basically, without, coming, uh, without uh, straining my neck in the process, the uh, clamshells for my glutes, and then do one for my back specifically. I probably will incorporate those two to three times every week. But due to the time it takes me to get ready to run and go run and come back and stretch and do the exercises, get ready for work. Uh, I probably will be doing the strengthening exercises on a couple of other days, perhaps riding the bicycle, I'm not sure. And we'll see how that goes, but those are the exercises right now that I'm doing. My back is better. It feels better when I stand up. In the morning when I wake up, I have discovered if I lay on my stomach, I believe that puts more pressure on my back. So if I lay on my side or my back, that seems to work better. And my pain is uh, less when I'm standing, but it is better. It's definitely much better, although I've been dealing with this now for uh, probably two weeks or longer. It does not seem to bother me when I run, although the last time that I ran, I uh, did have a little bit of problem, or a little bit of pain, I should say, in my back toward the very end, but not very much. So those are the exercises that I'm doing um, to try to strengthen my back and the muscles relative to that. I do want to give a thanks to Coach Jeff again, and also to Kylie, my niece, who was home when I went to Wallace. Uh, last weekend, and uh, shared as well, and you heard what Kylie had to say, so Kylie, I hope you're listening to this episode as well, and uh, it just reminds me, and I'm going to address this uh, perhaps as early as the next episode, uh, about leaving a legacy and how we can do that through various means, and this podcast is a running podcast, but also it's just as much a podcast about life that happens to be done, uh, shared rather, lots of times whenever we're running, although I do include clips of family, I include short clips of events that I may be participating in. I remember in the past we've been to the fair, we've been to the beach, we've been to the mountains, I've recorded at family gatherings at Christmas, and from the response that I've gotten, that seems to uh, be okay. But remember, this is a running podcast, but to me it's just as much a podcast about life that happens to occur mostly when we're running, though not always. And So I will continue to share some of those clips now and then, not every episode, so don't get worried if you're new to the show that I just record things going on at home and uh, different events and there's not much running uh, going on or not much instruction or things like that, because that is not true, but This is is leaving a legacy for my family and others who want to listen later. And I'll address that in specifics, I believe, the very next episode. We're going to talk about uh, leaving and living a legacy and how you can do that for your loved ones, for your family, and also for yourself. Um, And we'll discuss that uh, later uh, in perhaps the next episode, the one after that, uh, 104, 103, or 104 We'll talk about that, and I think you'll find that very, very interesting. Um, To update you on me, in case you are new to the program, I am a a three-day-a-week runner, three days-per-week runner, sometimes four. I always have a day of rest between runs, though I would like to add uh, some of the stationary biking that I've done in the past and um, do that maybe a couple of days a week, and those might be the days when I do the strengthening core work, Um, push-ups, things like that, but I only run three days a week. Uh, Sometimes I may run four, but uh, for instance, if I run on Monday, I try to run Wednesday, I try to run Friday, and then Sunday would fall in there as well, so that would be four days. And then if I do a run on Tuesday, it would be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So one week I'm running four days, one week I'm running three days. So maybe it's better to say I'm an every-other-day runner rather than a three-day-a-week runner, but a minimum of three days a week, a maximum of four, and that seems to work well for me. I have found that rest before and rest after, a day of complete rest or some light cross-training, stationary bike, for instance, that seems to keep me healthy. And uh, it could do uh, relate to my age. I'm now 50 years old. It could relate to the fact that I'm not able to do things that I used to do uh, recover as quickly. So I don't know where you are on your journey, but uh, rest is very, very important. And so today I wanted to spend a few minutes and give you uh, some information about that, about why we need to rest when we're training and why recovery time is important. Uh, One thing about that I will say too up front is I am a chi runner. And if you'll go back and listen to the episodes uh, early on, I think it's episode 59, 60, 61 through there. There were four or five episodes I dedicated to chi running and the mechanics of that. And Without going into great detail, I will say this. Uh, I started chi running uh, several years back because of mainly problems with my knees. When I ran the marathon, uh, I had a knee problem and uh, actually wore bands on both knees the day of the race and had worn bands, knee bands leading up to the race and did okay, but I was not a chi runner. Uh, I ran on the uh, heels of uh, my feet and basically shoes sometimes tend to lead us to think that's natural because of the cushioning. But I've learned something recently on, on runs that I had not really thought about before to add to the chi running method Uh, Let me very quickly tell you what uh, the mechanics of that are. Think of your spine uh, as a a post, as it were, something straight, and from uh, your tailbone all the way up to the top of your head, you want that to be as straight as you can. You want to tilt your head down a little bit, your chin down, and you want to be straight. And some other mechanics of that to help with that, if you have strong abs, you want to level your pelvis and slightly bend your knees. Keep your knees pointing straight and lean forward with a straight spine from your core. Don't lean from your ankles, but lean from your core. And as you feel like you are beginning to fall, pick your knees up and begin to, to let your footsteps be flat and let them be mainly behind your center of gravity. So actually gravity is helping you. And as you do that, you will discover, as awkward as it may seem, that it gets better as time goes by. I would recommend incorporating uh, several different elements. Begin one at the time. It has made a tremendous difference in my injuries related to running. I've not been seriously injured since I've been a chi runner. But be that as it may, what you want to do is extend your neck Pull your chin in, that's one uh, one aspect of it. Keep a straight spine, that's another aspect of it. Tilt your pelvis, and you have to have a strong core to do that. Bend your knees, that's another element. Keep your feet pointed straight, your toes. And as you bend, you'll find that as your pelvis is tilted and your chin is tucked just a little bit, your back is straight. Think of your body being like a, a letter C. And uh, that means that you've got a curve at the top with your neck down, a little bit of a curve at the bottom as your pelvis is tucked in. And when you run, you want to land on the flat of your feet. The feet, the flat of your foot, each foot. <laughs> and uh, as you do that, you will discover that if you will run toward the inside of your foot, you will discover that uh, the the muscles on the inside of your leg and inside of your thighs Those muscles that are not typically used that much, they are supporting what's going on. Well, something I discovered recently that's helped me tremendously. You want to basically uh, feel like you're running barefoot. And think about this a minute. If you get out and run barefoot, you're going to be landing mostly on the balls or the middle of your foot. You're not going to be landing on your heel and rolling forward. Your feet are more or less coming straight up and down. And so as I run now and I think about that, that element helps me more than any. Imagine that I'm running across a flat, grassy uh, plain, and I'm barefoot, and that's the way you want to land. And with the bent knees and the center of gravity being behind your body, you're creating more of a wheel than you are a braking motion if you're landing on your heels. And so your body weight, the center of gravity, is carrying you over in front of your feet and as you begin to fall it becomes very very natural. Now when I first started chi running for one week I incorporated one element, the second week the next, the third the next and finally it took me a while to where I was able to incorporate all the elements and as, I, as you do that too you will also find that your posture will improve dramatically. As you sit you'll find yourself sitting up straighter and I've actually had people to note that, that when I sit in a chair Uh, My posture is straighter, and I think that helps. And ultimately, it helps my back as well. I was not doing as much core work as I needed to do, and I think that's affected my back some, and we're trying to correct that. So that will, within itself, give your body a chance to not work so hard. And the pressure on your ankles and on your knees and on your hips is dramatically reduced. Think of yourself as running on a ball, leaning forward, rather than... Standing straight or leaning back, landing on your heels, where all that shock goes up your leg, your hip, your spine, and creates all kinds of tension. Something else I like to do is to take my forefinger and my thumb and just lightly touch them together. You don't want to clench your fists. Lightly touch the forefinger and thumb together. Keep your arms bent at 90 degrees and never let your hands pass the midline of your front. So basically, your arms are down, they're relaxed, your hands are relaxed, and as you'll touch your forefinger and thumb together, that will relax the rest of your body. So that's a quick update on chi running, which will help you to run better as well. If you've not tried that, I would encourage you to. It might not be for everybody. Look up Danny Dreyer on the internet. You can Google him, find his book, find other information about that. And again, check out past episodes of the podcast, especially the ones that I mentioned. One of the common misconceptions about running is that running every day is the best way to improve your performance. And uh, these runners might believe that because they think that by running every day uh, they're giving themselves the most practice, they're giving themselves the uh, best opportunity to build up strength, speed and endurance. But that logic is really flawed because the body actually needs rest days to recover And improve and if as you may know you actually create microscopic tears in your muscles when you exercise and when those muscles heal from those microscopic tears they become stronger and that within itself means recovery is just as important perhaps more important than the actual uh, working of the muscles themselves Now, I know a lot of runners are type A personalities. Uh, For me, I tend to be type A, but I've learned to back off from that. Um, I've learned to try to to be more relaxed in everything I do. I'm the type of person that people see me walking down the street or the hall, and they they comment about how fast I walk. I've deliberately tried to do better uh, about that. I'm much more deliberate in the way I get up and down in a chair, things of that nature. But type A personalities, we tend to be sporadic. We tend to think more is always better. And taking what might be an unnecessary day off or worse yet, a full week off, it's about as enjoyable to some people as uh, going to the dentist for a root canal. Some runners have an irrational fear that if I miss a few runs, it's gonna diminish my fitness and that taking five to seven days off completely is gonna ruin all the hard work I've done over the previous months. Well, I'll tell you this. When I ran the marathon, I took off three weeks. And for the marathon program I'm hoping to run this summer, I'm planning to take off four full weeks from the long last long run. Now, I don't mean I'm not going to run, but my last long run, uh, longer than, say, 10 miles, 12 miles at the most, will be a full month, four full weeks before the race. And I'm going to try that and see if my muscle memory won't give me the ability to continue uh, to run a good race, even though I have had that rest. And I'm testing this theory. As I said, last time I rested three weeks. This time I'm going to take a break from the long run for a total of four weeks, and we'll see how that goes. Joint health is one of the most important reasons that we need to schedule regular rest days uh, into our training regime, and of course, as I mentioned, if you will practice the chi method or something related to that, you will find your joints will thank you and they'll do much better. But be that as it may, those kind of rest days are critical because running is a sport that results in a lot of impact on our joints at the best. And the repetitive nature of it, uh, pounding, can affect our ankles, our knees, our hips with each and every stride. And I forget how many thousands of times, your feet are going to hit the ground in a run of any distance. So if you take just a few days off a week, such as I've mentioned that I do, it'll give the joints the needed rest that they need to heal from all that pounding. And without that, they can become as sore or inflamed. And if you throw on top of that that your running mechanics are not that good, you're landing on the heels of your feet, your tents you hold your arms up too high, that wastes energy and it affects your natural motion. All of those things make it harder on our joints, our legs, our knees, our hips, our ankles, etc. So running posture, if you can improve that, similar to the Qi method or using the Qi method, that will also help the joints. But taking some time off gives those joints time to uh, that inflammation to go down and hopefully for them to go stronger or to get stronger. But rest days are also necessary for those of us who run because without it, we're at risk for injuries and issues which are commonly associated with overtraining. For example, shin splints and stress, factor, stress fractures. Those are very common overuse injuries. Um, I've had shin splints in the past. That hadn't been an issue for me in years. But uh, that and stress fractures, God forbid you get a stress fracture, Those are common if we're overtraining. It's whenever we put too much stress on our body and we don't allow regular rest um, for uh, recovery. And uh, so we need to be aware uh, of that. And once those injuries occur, we know they can be really, really hard to overcome and a lengthy period or not running is typically required before they are fully treated and fully healed. And we need to be aware of that um, another reason why they're so important, the rest days, is that they allow us to not only recover, but they also allow us to actually improve. That's the third thing. We need to realize that rest days are when improvements are made as opposed to the days when we're actually in training. And that goes back to what I said about the muscle fibers, um, that they got to have time to repair. they got to have time to strengthen. And when that happens, speed, endurance, and strength, all that's improved. Therefore, uh, the rest days are absolutely necessary if we're going to realize the payoff for all that hard work that we've been doing. You've got to look at rest as significant, rest as important. Another reason is that it has to do with our immune system. As we run, especially as we run many miles or put a lot of time on our feet without any rest, our immune systems can become suppressed. And that's one of the most common things about overtraining. So if you decide, well, I'm going to skip the rest period that I really need because I want to get in more miles, that could lead to interrupted training later on, which can certainly derail your goals, uh, whatever those goals might be, especially long-term goals. So we need to realize that if we are in a stressed state physically, that our immune system is always going to be down. And then another one to me that I have noticed uh, very, very clearly in the way that I run, not only with the Qi method, but also um, with the uh, rest days, is that if I run too many days or I run too much and I don't rest, I begin to grow stale and I get irritable and I feel cranky and I don't feel fresh. And for me, this is really true. If I've had off a day from running completely and I go back the third day, In other words, run a day, have a day off. By the time I go back, every single time I'm looking forward to that run. I have not stepped back from that. I'm looking forward to that. So it helps keep us from being stale, and it also makes us a whole lot better to get along with. So we need to be aware uh, of that as well. There's a couple of different ways that we can incorporate rest into a training program, and I do want to mention these to you because I think they're very uh, true and also think they're very helpful. Uh, The most obvious one first to me is to have regularly scheduled days where we don't run or perhaps even have any other type of exercise. Now, if I'm running three days a week and I'm exercising by riding a bike or whatever, Uh, two days a week, then that means I've got two days a week off where I am doing no running. Uh, That gives me complete rest. I'm not talking about active rest, where we ride the bike or we take a walk or we swim or whatever and give our running uh, muscles a bit of a rest from the pounding, so to speak. I'm talking about rest days completely, uh, rest days that are uh, complete rest. And they're ideal because they give our bodies a chance to recover uh, what it needs. Now, the amount of rest depends on a lot of different factors. Some of you may find as little as one day a week off is enough, um, because I know some of the elites never take a day off. If that's you, you don't need to listen to this part, but most of us don't fit that bill. Um, And so, as little as one day off a week might be enough to allow uh, our bodies to recover. But other runners like me find that two to three days off each week is necessary for full recovery. And most uh, runners, I think, will likely find rest days are beneficial the day after an extremely hard workout, such as intervals or, in my case, when I'm preparing for a lengthy race, a half or a marathon, I do some fairly, what I consider for me, fairly serious tempo runs. It helps with those. These workouts are really taxing. We know that. And if we can implement a rest day following an interval workout, it gives the body the chance to recover properly. Another option for us if we want to have rest days is to schedule days, which I've already mentioned, in which we cross-train or participate in some kind of, uh, I guess I'd call it low-impact form of exercise instead of running. could include uh, water running in the pool or doing a completely unrelated activity such as swimming. And those days are considered to be forms of rest because they give our joints and our muscles commonly used in running a break. Now, that is what we call active rest. That is not complete rest. Is active rest appropriate? Absolutely. If you've had a hard workout, you've had a really long run, you're upping your miles for a marathon, a half marathon, or for whatever reason, and the next day you decide you want to do some gentle bike riding or swim or uh, bike run or whatever, Uh, that will help to work out some of those toxins that uh, build up in our muscles, that lactic acid that builds up when we exercise. So if we want to take those days, that does help. But I certainly am a firm believer in a day or two every single week of not running at all. And then I'll mention a third thing related to that, Uh, not only uh, uh, taking days completely off or doing, uh, secondly, as I mentioned some active cross-training, which we call active rest. But the third one would be to have a larger cycle. I've done this in the past. I'm not doing it now because I'm building back up my program. Um, I've been running three to four days a week now for about a month. I'm up to five miles. By the next podcast, I should be up to six, maybe seven. And I want to top out at a couple of sevens and an eight-miler every week. And the eight-miler will be a long run eventually, that when I'm not training for a half or a marathon, it will be probably 12 miles. And training for a marathon or a half, it'll run anywhere from 16 to 20 uh, or 21 miles. But what I've done in the past after I've uh, been firmly established and not planning for a race, is another form of resting would be to have cycles where you run, say, three weeks and then you drop back to half mileage for the uh, fourth week every month. You drop back to half the mileage you were doing Maybe slow down the running a little bit um, and that will give your body a complete rest. You can do that monthly. Some people do every third week that way and some people actually will schedule a couple of weeks a year where they do absolutely no running at all and that's not a bad idea either because it makes the running we do so much more um, enjoyable. So I would encourage you to consider putting that into your routine. Say run two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever, and then take a a week where you cut your mileage in half. And, of course, for me, the long run uh, would be every other week. In my training, when I get up to 12 miles, typically what I've done and what I hope to do, if I'm not training for a race, is I will run like 12 miles on one week, cut it back to 8 the next, and then do a 10. 12, 8, 10, 12, 8, 10, that type of thing on the long run. And the fourth week, cut everything in half. Now, that sounds drastic. But it's helpful and it can be done. And then finally, a general rule of thumb related to races. You typically want to take, and this is general, but one day per mile of the race you want to take off. Uh, Again, that doesn't mean no running, but it means active rest or scale down dramatically. That would be like three days for a 5K, about a week for a 10K, a couple of weeks for a half, and you probably need a month of cutting back your mileage significantly after a marathon. Now, before you get too excited, that doesn't mean total rest where you're not running, but a gradual, dramatic cutback, building back up to the base level over the time allotted. In other words, for a marathon, you would not build back up until uh, four weeks. In other words, however you built up to that race, just reverse that trend and build from the, you built up, to the race, heavy mileage, heavy work, and then after the marathon, basically you do just the opposite. You begin to uh, build that back up again from the bottom uh, back to where you were before you began training for the marathon, the half, whatever. So we're not talking about complete rest, but a gradual building up to a base level. For me, two days uh, completely off after a half or a marathon is not a big deal. There's very little VO2, which is the best measure of fitness. Very little of that's lost in a couple of, of days off. You lose about 1% to 3% per week um, of total rest, and your body, I guarantee you, will thank you. Before a marathon, uh, the last week, I cut way down. When I ran the marathon and for the halves, I've ran many of those. I um, will cut down the week before. Uh, my mile is dramatically. For the half, for instance, for the three runs leading up to the week of the race, including the race, I probably will run a five early in the week and then cut down to maybe two miles uh, three days before the race. And then uh, if the race is on a Saturday, Thursday and Friday, I will not run at all. And uh, then, of course, after the race, typically I might not run afterwards. But, or if I do, it would be very, very limited. So uh, that, to me, is some pretty good advice about how to deal with uh, rest. And then as I close this episode, uh, I want to share something with you that uh, I'm very excited about. So please listen up very closely for a couple of minutes. And we are winding up this episode. Um, I, of course, have been interviewed by Coach Smith, uh, Jeff Smith from Brisbane, Australia, uh, two or three times now on Skype. We don't do video, but we do audio. What I want to do is I want to interview you. (laughs) You say, me? Yes. I would like you to send me an email and tell me why you want to be interviewed. Uh, it's been lots of fun with Jeff Smith on Skype, and I think you and I could have a very good time doing an interview. If you'll go and send me an email at 20minuterunner at gmail.com, 20 minuterunner@gmail.com, at send me an email and just send a very short message about who you are and why you'd like to be interviewed. Um don't don't feel too proud to do that and don't feel like you're lifting yourself up too high to do that. Tell me why you'd like to be interviewed and I will be back in touch with you for the interview. Jeff Smith is able to get big name people. I want to hear from folks like you. Maybe you literally are a 20-minute runner. You only run 20 minutes a day. That's fine. Uh, but you're, you're someone I want to talk to. You're, you're just like me. You're just living the dream. Uh, still working on being able to record the interviews, but I've been uh, investigating some software to do that. And Skype is actually much clearer than if you and I were sitting down next to each other with a single microphone. Skype is very, very clear. So if you want to send me an email about that, I'm, I can't promise you when we'll get to that, but I will take them in the order they're received, and we won't do one every week either or every episode. It'll be every two or three episodes. I may have a 20-minute interview. I know the first person I'm going to interview is Bert Reed, my good friend, who he and I have run together a lot in the past, and he's now heavy into biking. But I want to hear from you. So, I'm being very serious about this. Send me an an email on uh, my Gmail account, 20minuterunner at gmail.com. Tell me why you'd like to be interviewed. I would be absolutely thrilled to talk to you. Uh, personally. And what I'll do is we'll call ahead of time. We'll set up how we're going to follow through with the interview, the main points you would like to address, questions that I'll be asking. And we will record that, edit it if it needs it, and we will get that in a future episode. And I will include information about uh, why you felt like you would like to be interviewed. And uh, just want to remind you we're in this together. We are absolutely in this together. And um, I would be absolutely thrilled to interview anybody. Now, I will have to say this. I do reserve the right to not include certain content or if some uh, just really uh, off-the-wall person sends me a nice email and I say, yeah, I want to interview him or her, um, at that point, uh, if the it ends up that it's not what we had talked about then obviously I have the discretion to do what I need to do with that, but I don't anticipate that because you, as my listeners, you're great. I love corresponding with you. I love the Facebook information you send, uh, or or um, the Facebook um, contacting me on Facebook or Twitter or uh, or by email. But I need you to email me on that. And as we close this episode, let me remind you if you'll go to the Podbean uh, page the20minuterunner.podbean.com I'd love for you to send me if you would um, any information about yourself about your running about your life questions, comments about the show any ideas for topics you'd like me to try to cover I'm not an expert but I'll tell you what I can I'll research it the best I can and let you know Um, we will include that in a future episode And you do not have to be interviewed to contact me. Just contact me. I'd love to share your email or share your uh, Facebook uh, hit, whatever. I'd love to share that in an upcoming episode. You can also send me an MP3, a WAV file, MP4, whatever. And we'll include that as well. So I think that's going to wrap this up. Let me hear from you. Let me hear from you. (laughs) Send me an email. Send me something on Facebook. Send me a tweet. Although probably Facebook is second best. Sending me a direct email is probably the best. You can find all of that contact information and much, much more at the20minuterunner.podbean.com. So, I'm going to get out of here. I think this episode's gone long enough. But I appreciate you being with me. We'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, with episode 103. I've already got an idea about how I want to approach that. Lord willing, we will be on the road for most of that episode. And uh, we will look to talk to you then. Until then, my name is Roland. I'm the 20-Minute Runner. I thank you for listening. And uh, also, as always, thanks for sharing some of the road with me. And I will talk to you soon, and I will look to hear from you. Take care. Be careful out there. Hope your running life is going great. We'll see you soon.